Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. What a sultry evening it is. And hello. Is it though? I guess. Hello and welcome to JoJo's World. I don't know what this voice is. (laughs) That's your sultry voice. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Oh, what? Welcome to JoJo's World After Dark. I'm Liam S. Smith, your sensual co-host. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the confused but somehow Nick, still you started this rift. You can't, be, you can't play the confused. Okay, we can't do that classic form of Japanese co- comedy yeah. where it's all like Abbott and Costello shit. What's Abbott and Costello shit? Abbott and Costello. What's, what's Abbott and Costello? I can't, I can't do what, this. What? I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. No, Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Lano and Woodley shit, is that better? Ah, one of them is mean and dispirited by the real world, and the other one is a bit of a goof. Close enough. Good enough. Okay. I don't remember what we're talking about, and frankly, it's too early in the episode to be this confused, because this is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are not recapping and discussing an episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but we do have some news. (gasps) Liam, hold that thought. Holding. Because you'll never guess what I have for you. Is it a subscriber to patreon.com slash Jojo's World? The most, um, (laughs) the single most uh, lucrative investment in terms of return of dollar value. Liam, can I have a discussion with you just on the sidebar? Just come in in real Mm -hmm. time. Okay, Liam, we're not making money off of this venture. What is this? What? I mean, we are. Is that what you think? They're not. We are. We're covering our losses, which is what we want. That is true. We are Mm. covering our losses. And guess who else is covering our losses? Guess who's covering our losses for us? Yeah, just guess who's doing it. It would be Amy Brandmeier. Amy Brandmeier. Thank you, Amy Brandmeier. I never would have guessed that Amy Brandmeier would be the one who would come to our rescue and save us in our time of need from this crippling death we call capitalism. (laughs) It's true, we do. We do call it capitalism. We coined that. And every time you uh, use it, you have to pay us a small royalty fee. Uh, Now, just so you're aware, you can't possibly deny that, you know, you have to pay that because obviously... Patent pending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously the copyright we own... Copyright, patent pending. um, uh, All movies you hear with the phrase capital... Parody. We we get it. Parody, you can't sue us. (laughs) Uh, What else have we got? We got, um, it's in the will. Oh man, it's in my will. Is it in your will? Nick, weird energy in the room today. I don't like it. You don't like this energy? Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Amy. But Liam, you know what else has got a weird energy to it? Prison. That was a weird joke. It's true. Prison (laughs) does have a weird energy. Hard to relax there, I would imagine. Hmm. Until you become institutionalized, and even though prison is no great shakes, you can't adjust to the outside world. Shawshank Redemption. Brutal. But part six, Liam! JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, was announced at the Star, the Inherited Soul event, between when we recorded our last episode and when we released it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Perfect timing. Of course. Nick, I did not pay attention to this event uh, because I knew that uh, it would be a lot of talking about JoJo by voice actors and I was not hugely invested in spending my limited time watching that, but I knew there would likely be an announcement and we were all very disappointed to not get JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven to Guys of Heaven. (laughs) Wait, when you say guys, is that G-U-I-S or G-U-I-S? Look, it can be whatever you want it to be. I'm making it up. Both. Yep. Yep, they didn't announce a PlayStation game as I feared. They did announce a new part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the animation as I hoped. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean, the story of Jolene Cujo. A young Japanese-American lass who gets herself in a bit of trouble with the law. American? Japanese-American. Oh, okay. Sure. 
I swear you've told me that before, but I've forgotten. Probably. Yeah. Uh, gets herself in a bit of trouble with the law and has to go to a particular prison where shenanigans ensue. <gasps> Is it Alcatraz? No. Is it? It's not a real prison. Oh. It's in Florida. But Florida's a real place. How can... Okay, sure. Wait, what's your objection here? Okay, if Florida is a real place, couldn't Araki have just gone, what's a prison in Florida? Oh, that's a, that, that'll do. But I don't think that's what he wanted to do. Like, oh. you know, all of the other times he's made up places, Nick. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, like Rome. The fuck is that? Asaplina Island and Wind Knight's Lot. Okay. Morio. Okay, uh, but... Egypt. <laughs> Egypt. Yeah, but all of those places are a bit larger than life. This prison is just going to be a prison, right? Oh, certainly nothing out of the ordinary happening there. Oh, no. So I have two questions regarding this announcement. I will answer what I can and refuse to answer what I want. So it was announced at the event by David Productions people? Or whoever. Or or like production people. Okay, so it was announced by production people. Was there any, like, fanfare surrounding it? Like, was it part of a huge event? Yeah, it was part of the Joestar the Inherited Soul event. But it's like, it's not like this was, like, a thing that they were like, and now we announce with, like, huge thing announcement, like, fanfare, like, E3 trailer style. There's no, Yeah, there, like... was, there was a trailer. Oh, there was a it's trailer. Just, it doesn't have a lot of content, so oh. I'm not going to show it to you, because it's basically just, like, shots of JoJo uh, protagonists one oh. through five, and then being, like... Part six, Stone Ocean. Picture of Jolene. Oh, it's a Kingdom Hearts trailer where they're <laughs> yeah. like, you remember your best so, times. Nick, things that happened at the Joestar the Inherited Soul oh event. Oh god, there's a, what what wiki are you taking this from? From the JoJo wiki. The one that I always get all my info from. An excellent You choice. remember from of the course. past when we talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on this podcast? I remember. The only anime worth watching. Other than Revolutionary Girl Lutena, the anime we'll be watch- discussing later today. Tell me more about this event, Liam. Okay. Tell me more. Described as an overall celebration of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime, it was an exclusive event that featured the voice actors of each of the JoJo protagonists thus far. Mm. There was also streamed, um, available for streaming, uh, and you could get English streaming tickets. And from what I saw, the subtitles were very bad. Oh, no. Like, machine-generated quality. Oh, as in, like, automatic, like automated. Yeah, uh. auto-translate. Incoherent. Oh, no. Some tidbits they shared at the event. It's been 3,309 days since the anime's production began. And we'll continue production for 3,309 more days. Of course. Of course. 156 episodes have been produced so far, including Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan, and we've done a podcast episode on each of them, Nick. We're part of this now. We're in it. 313 people in the cast... 2,390 staff members involved in the anime. Jesus. The anime has been shared in over 200 regions. And 343 background music tracks were produced. (laughs) What? Okay, that's the statistic they chose. And also, the ominous katakana has been used in the anime script (gasps) uh, 9,979 times. I'm sorry? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not the ominous katakana. No, I'm... uh, That is... Doubled consonants used to elongate a character's word, which is something that I'm sure would go over our head a lot of the time. Yeah. But that would be like when, um, do you remember when Magician's Red did the big suck? The big suck. The big uh, suck. Da, 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 da. Very vaguely, okay, yes. That would have been like in that, I assume. Oh, as in like to elongate when they say things being all like, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a lot of, I've, 
I think possibly because of the particular fan translator. I've only really noticed that in the manga in part eight, but it happens a lot in part eight. Oh, okay. Then they did some live dubbing of particular scenes, which I'm sure would have been interesting if you're invested in that sort of thing, which I'm not. Okay. Then they brought out the voice actor of Jolene Cujo, uh, Firuz I, or I Firuz, I've also seen it written. Who I know. Do you? She is in... Oh, you don't know personally. No, no, I haven't met her. I was going to say, this would be quite a get for JoJo's world, Nick. But I think she's like Japanese Egyptian or something? Yeah. Um, And she's like a bodybuilder? Yeah. Which is like... She's got a pretty pretty rockin' aesthetic. Yeah, she's all like, get it, like, you know. I mean, let's be honest, she looks like Joy Giovanna. I was going to say she looks like a JoJo's character. (laughs) Yeah, so... Specifically, Joy Giovanna. (laughs) With so that she's blonde right. hair in the ringlets. Oh my god! Yeah, now that you said that, I can't not see Giorno. But yeah, no, she's uh, she seems like a rad human being. Her hobbies are drawing, horror movies, and muscle training. And she has this quote about the role. Mm-hmm. Is this in response to a question or just her saying? I don't know, Nick. Like, I didn't watch the event. No. And I refuse to. <laughs> and I never will. And you can't make me, no matter who you are. What if I'm? What if I'm? Faru's eye. Yeah, what if I'm the voice actress from JoJo's and it's like, Liam, watch the damn thing. Look. <laughs> yes. If a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure voice actor or voice actress asks me to, I will. Or if Hirohiko Araki does, but no one else. Let me get on the phone. Pull up, open up the red hotline. Yeah, it's like the Araki phone. Yeah. No, 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 no. Quick to the Araki cave. <laughs> and there's like a big stone mask in there. And... No, no, no. It's just there's a whole bunch of doors there. Each one with its own doorbell. Oh, and uh, in front of each door is uh, a, a man. And the first man is like, I only tell the truth and my brother only tells lies. And my other brother is a werewolf. And my other other brother, he's got stinky feet. And my other other brother, he only speaks in riddles. He'll tell you a riddle about a cave that has two brothers in it. One only tells the truth and the other only tells lies. And, and so on. And then they all go behind their doors and he just ding-dong dashes every single yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Toilet paper. Of course. And not toilet paper, dog poo. Dog poo paper oh, bag. No. Fire. <laughs> you know, the prank. Yeah, the classic. So she says, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is the reason why I wanted to become a voice actor. And it is a very important work in my life. Mm. So when I found out that I would be appearing in it, I felt like a shock that would send even my stand flying to the moon. Hey. It's laying it on a bit thick. That's a reference. But it is a media event, so I yeah, can forgive it. to JoJo's. I was really speechless and I couldn't stop crying because I was so happy that my dream had come, that my dream that I'd been chasing for 12 years had come true. Nice. I got a lot of courage from seeing Jolene's strong and beautiful figure, especially when I was a student. Mm. So to have the opportunity to play Jolene, who I love and admire the most, I am really grateful that I can't describe it in words. Jolene Cujo is the bravest, most beautiful, strongest, most loving, and most wonderful person I've come across. My admiration for her hasn't changed in 12 years. I'm really happy to be able to go on this bizarre adventure with her, and I'll put my life into my performance so that I can acquire the same amazingness as Jolene through the recording process. Nice. That's nice. That is nice. Yes. That's really fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Fuck I was, yeah. I heard it anecdotally on Twitter that she got into voice acting... Um, with some friends of hers dubbing Jojo into Arabic. Ah, that's cool. So that's a sort of nice way for it to come full circle. Yeah. So now she's gone from fan dub to real dub. And also the main character, I would assume. Yeah. Because, of course, there wasn't a Jolene to You'd dub hope before. so, yeah. <laughs> Secret Egyptian pirated Stone Ocean anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming, boys. It's coming. 
Okay, Nick. Yes. Enough of this folder roll. <laughs> the fuck is it's a folder? time to talk about revolutionary girl lieutenant. Oh, serious mode. Here we go. <clears throat> Eggshell. The egg. The egg crack no. Revolutionized the world. Yes, you have no other choice. Nick, I want to share the author's note for episode 17, which is, of course, entitled uh, Thorns of Death and Concerns Shiori, Jury's childhood friend and the source of her heart's turmoil, returning to Otori Academy. That's a long-ass title. <laughs> Liam exhaled with a face that really, can only describe... I really just hate the energy of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's a lie. I'm just, pl- I'm just playing up my negative attitude for, for that classic Japanese comedy dynamic manzai. The hell is manzai? We were talking about it earlier. Okay, sure. Keep up. Keep okay, up. Keep okay. up. Okay. Get your head in the game, okay? Okay, okay. Quick huddle, quick huddle. Quick huddle. All right. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. We're going to take this, we're going to run it into the end zone. That's uh-huh. all I know about American football. Okay, I don't know there, what that is. You're yep. do a little touchdown dance. Yep, yep. And that's you... gridiron. Yep. yep, yep, yep. That's what I'm talking about. What? Keep up. Keep I thought up. we were talking about baseball. So oh, God. American football. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and I hope he wins or Mr. Burns sees coming back. <laughs> Episode 17. I finally realised the truth. To think that she loved me back. What a miracle, but, quote, the loser in love is the one who lets their heart be ruled by it. Preach. Everyone's adopted a provocative attitude towards someone of the opposite sex that they like at least once or twice to get that person to notice them. So it's okay if I do that. This love will crumble if we touch, but when people don't touch, the love eventually dies away. That's why I decided to keep your love prisoner, to make sure that you love me forever. That game will make our love eternal. I'm sure of it. We were, quote, lovers lost from the beginning. I think I understand the train of thought. But at the same time... I mean, this is clearly words in the head of either Juri or Shiori. Yeah, but at the same time, the logic is very tenuous. <laughs> now, I, I do want to put it out there that um, there's from um, the episode after next, there is a gap in the translation of these author- of these production notes. Son of a bitch. So if anyone knows where I can find translated production notes for Revolutionary Girl Utena episodes 19 through 22, hit me up. We need them. We don't need them, but we like them. Well, I mean, no one needs... I'll never grovel. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't need your help. We listener. don't need your pity. All we need is Patreon subscribers. <laughs> okay, Nick. Yes. Interesting episode. Very, so much. Yes. Shiori, she's up in the mix. Not for long, but yeah, she's Yeah, there. it actually moved at a pretty brisk pace. And the, as I said to you, the duel was a little underwhelming after all the build-up. Good animation, but... You, good vibes, yeah. good music, but just oh like, oh, God. it's over already. Great music, this app. So... We know it's a jury episode because we open on jury in the rose garden, staring longingly at the picture of the girl we know to become Shiori in her locket. And she's looking at some flowers. I think they're the the kind of same shade as her hair. No, they're just, they're just roses. They're just roses. Ah, uh, there you go. And she's like, believe in miracles, and they'll know your feelings. But she can't believe in miracles. And then she flashes back to the faceless Shiori in the old dueling room. And she's like, ah, so cruel. The miracle never happened. Which I believe is a quote from Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney 2, Justice for All. Hmm. Which, of course, came out around the same time as (laughs) Well after the... Actually, I suppose the Game Boy version, Game Boy Advance version would have been around the same time. Hmm. Curious. Hang on, wait. Let's figure this out. Let's meditate on that. So if the Game Boy Advance... Phoenix Wright is a story about a lawyer... Named Ryuji Narahodo. Okay. And 
revolutionary girl Utena. There's a story about a revolutionary girl named, named Utena. And we know she's a revolutionary girl because in the opening sequence she revolves mm. like a spinning top. What if Anthe is the revolutionary? What if none girl? of this matters. <laughs> Nick, I was thinking this week about <laughs> yeah. um, the thematic sort of and symbol symbolistic symbolism. Yes. Yeah. Similarities between um, the symbolic similarities between Revolutionary Girl Utena, yeah, and Beauty and the Beast. Go on, uh, and I suppose it extends to like other fairy tales in general. But specifically, it struck me about Beauty and the Beast in that we've got um, a big beastie boy. We've got a big castle with a prince trapped in it under some sort of enchantment. Mm-hmm. Well, not really trapped in. Well, we don't. Yeah, we, yeah. in a castle near. A, well, I guess it's a school, isn't it? So, yeah, in a castle. Yep, go on. Yep, I'm well, with you. This Upside Down Sky Castle. Yeah, it's the Upside Down yeah, Sky yeah. Castle, which is near a school. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That wasn't really what I was driving. <laughs> All the rose symbolism, obviously. I, in, in Disney Beauty at the Beast, at least, he has to break the curse before the last rose petal falls. Yep, yep. In this um, one, he has to get through all the duels so that he can escape. We don't know one. what's going on there. So, something's going on. Yep. Um, Revolutionize the world. Stuff about princesses and girls who don't really fit in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was disrupted in my train of thought because someone got at me on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, entirely unprompted, but just happened to just like blow me out of the water in the in that train of thought. Yeah. It turns out revolutionary girl Utena is the Beauty and the Beast. So. Garf year fishy cakes tweeted at me three screen grabs mm-hmm. of a Tumblr post. Okay. Uh, this is going deep down a rabbit hole, but go on. It reads Stories that are deconstructions of the traditional fairy tale in which a central conflict is the romanticization of the idea of a certain kind of princess being rescued by a certain kind of prince, mm-hmm. but the princess character harbors a dark secret that makes her believe herself to be unlovable if known and consequent internal guilt of being a sham princess. Mm. And the prince character does not fulfil the traditional image of a prince in a widely societally perceived way that causes them to struggle with the internal guilt of being a sham prince. Okay. So then one of the images uh, is of Utena, and Choo Choo inflated himself as a little balloon. (gasps) Choo Choo! And then the other image is of the sequence from the DreamWorks film Shrek... In which uh-huh. uh, Shrek and Fiona have inflated a sort of frog into a balloon. Ooh. Is that a coincidence or is that... Well, they're both... They're both doing they're kind both of that. They're both pulling from the same well of cultural... Prince, princess. Folklore. Yeah, okay. Fairy tale. Prince, what it means to be a prince. Yeah. Prince who doesn't fit in that mould. Princess who... I mean, I think we're still yet to see... The full depth of that with Anthe, but mm. uh, princess who doesn't who has a lot of internalized self hatred because of some flaw or some incestuous relationship? Question Look, mark. We hope not, but we think so. We we have strong anyway, theories. The point is that Utena is Shrek, uh, Anthe <laughs> is Fiona. Okay, and uh, Kiryu is Lord Farquaad. And storytelling is... Bullshit. Gotcha. Understood. <laughs> All narratives are trash. Don't... Pu- it's the monomyth. And the monomyth is, of course, Shrek. And we all know Shrek is the basis of all modern storytelling. with a thousand faces. That's what <laughs> Joseph Campbell said. What? Why a thousand faces? I, Nick, I can't explain this to you. Okay. All right. Fair you enough. You need to go home and Google Joseph Campbell. For some reason, I'm only thinking Campbell's. I know you are. I can tell without even looking at you. That's what you're thinking. It's chunky, like an ogre. (laughs) 
What is happening to our podcast? Why is it devolved into Shrek and Campbell soup? So Shiori's in the Rose Garden. No, Jury's in the Rose Garden thinking yes. about Shiori. Yes. And being like, I do hate you because of what you did to me. And Anthe's watching. Just from the outside, not doing anything, not invading. Yeah. But is she gathering intel to use to manipulate her? It's unclear. No one knows what Anthe's dark secrets could so be. Everyone's hanging out in the the fencing club room, which is huge. Doesn't need to be that big. You know, like when you're at school. So much in... bigger than the Kendo club room. Yeah, well, you know when you're in like your performing arts theatre? Well, our school didn't have a very small PA centre. You know when you're in like your outdoor auditorium area? Yeah. That's how big this fencing oh, arena is, bigger. but it's indoors. Much bigger. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's got a balcony on the upper level. What area in a school has a balcony? The kendo room was just like a three by five room with some satami mats. Yeah, and just a few sticks. Just enough space for Kiryu and Sayonji to smug at each other. To be fair, how many members were in the kendo club? <laughs> to be fair, um, <laughs> to be fair, you know, no room is big enough to contain both the personalities of Sayonji <laughs> and Toto Kiryu. At least in a metaphorical sense. Any room sense. seems small when they're both in there throwing their weight around, chewing up the scenery, you know what I'm saying? No. Okay, neither do I. <laughs> Nothing means anything, Nick. Nothing means anything in no. storytelling. It's all made up. Yeah. 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 Stories are fake. Wait, what? This didn't happen. Are you... Are Nick, we I've been playing a lot of 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim lately. Yeah, you were telling me about it's breaking this. my brain a little bit. Yeah, you were talking about nanomachines, time travel... There's and... a Tyler Durden in it. Wait, there's a Tyler Durden in it? Kind of. Oh my god. You were also telling me all about... Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, well, you were telling me about how it's like, you know that Sherlock and Watson chat we had on the roof? I was like, yeah, it's like, yeah that was relevant. I was like, what? What? Anyway, that's and not going to make any sense to anyone. Hamburger. Good old Hamburger. Nick, I tweeted... Um, that's why, that's, what, that's what the podcast the, is now. Now we're back in the flow of the podcast, yeah. Um, you tweeted. A poll. 13 Sentinels food. Mm-hmm. 21 votes. 76% shows Hamburger. 24% chose yakisoba pan. Why? Why would they pick hamburger? I don't understand. Yakisoba sounds... I mean, it still sounds terrible, you but... You don't know what it is. Yakisoba is like toasted noodles or something, isn't it? Weren't you saying... <laughs> you're it was trying like... to repeat what I told you and you're getting it wrong. Wasn't it like noodles on toast? Jury's amazing. She's gotten even better at fencing. And Utena's watching like, oh. Yeah, I guess she <laughs> has. <That's... laughs> God, God. If she fucks me up, I that's it. I beat her through miracles last time. And then we look over and see to her right on the balcony. Well, first, um, oh, wait, first, no, first, Jury effortlessly disarms Mickey to the extent that his foil flies up onto that second balcony. Just like, she's like, come on, Mickey, get it together. Get your head in the game. You're wide open, man. And then there's another girl up on the balcony with her. <gasps> she's got purple hair. Yeah. Like a normal human. It's Shiori. <gasps> Shiori? And they make eye contact, Shiori and Jury do, and it's like, oh. Emotions, baggage. Turmoil. I don't know yeah. why I said it so weird. No, you're right. Turmoil. Yeah. Turmoil. And it's like, hey, Shiori, I'm going to make friends with you. I'm Utena. This is Anthe. Uh, and this, the conversation they have where they meet each other is uh, overlaid of a shot of Jury being alone in the change rooms dealing with emotions. There's a lot of Jury being alone in this episode. What's interesting to me about Jury in this show, other than everything... Um, <laughs> Go on. Is that it's only in these two jury-focused episodes where she is anything other but absolutely cool at all times. 
As in, do you mean cool as in the sense of like... I mean both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's both calm and in control at all times. And also fucking rad. Yeah. But then in this episode, these episodes, because this baggage with Shiori is like her Achilles heel. Mm. She's so uncertain comparatively. Mm. But even then when she's feeling threatened, she's like, don't even try it. Get away from me. Don't push me. Don't push me, Shiori, or I'll make you suffer. I'll fuck you up. Yeah. So it turns out Shiori had to transfer for a while to another school, but now she's back. Yeah, they, I think she said, oh yeah, me and Jiri have known each other a long time. We basically grew up together? Yeah, we were like really good friends or something more. She basically literally said. Yeah, and we were like, oh, oh that's that joke oh, yeah. I always say. Yeah, they're just really good show. friends, yeah. yeah. Just gals being pals. Exactly. And she's like, oh, Jury was always so strong, so imposing. And like, yeah, we know. She's Jury. Yep, we're, yep, we're very she's a well supermodel. Known. Remember all that Sebastian Dior jewellery she was wearing last yeah. time? Yeah. I'm not a supermodel. I've done some modelling. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the basement of Nemoro Memorial Hall. Nemoro Memorial Hall. What a place. The boys of the Black Rose are looking at an orange rose in their secret Black Rose incubation void. Deep within Nemoro Memorial this show Hall. Makes sense, lies right? A Black Rose that only two it's boys. It's orange right now, though. What? But it's in the Black Rose incubation void where the four kings live. Oh. And they're so like, ah, oh, we've got to. These let, two boys. We've got to let the metaphorical or perhaps literal poison spread through this rose and make it black. Mm. And the rose represents Shiori's heart. And the poison is, is emotion. Poison. Oh. oh. See, you notice how <laughs> both of our interpretations made perfect sense. I don't think there's literal poison going around. Well, other than the poison. Then how do you explain the amnesia? Emotional manipulation. How do you explain the amnesia? Magic. Liam? Oh. What mag- what amnesia? Well, people don't remember, like, in between... Oh, when they get Black Rose. Exactly. Oh, it's, it's magic Black Rose shit, you know? Yeah, Brainwash them, make them evil. Yeah. Neurochemicals. But the poison manifests as their sword when it comes out of them. Oh. Yeah. So they have they have a quick moment where these boys are very much in love. What are their names again? <laughs> um, we do, we've... Okay, I've, I've read Rose Groom's name a couple of times on those Reddit threads, but I've never taken it in because it's like, I made the choice not to since it hasn't been revealed in the show. Okay, I know that Such one of them is like Makage? Yeah. Soji Makage, I yeah. believe. Yeah, because he's, he's the genius Yeah, one. and then there's Rose Groom. Rose Groom. Who is the mysterious one, I mm. guess. So, Rose Groom pra- pla- pl- help. <laughs> Quick, choke him! Pricks he's his, trying to breathe. Pricks his finger on the one of the thorns of this rose uh, and he's like, oh, you stupid boy, you did it on purpose. Here, let, let me suck it better. And he's like, oh, Makage. Oh, we're having a moment. Oh, you're sucking the blood from my finger. Normal. This is so romantic. Yeah. You it, did it on purpose, didn't you? You little... <laughs> you little slut, you little minx. <laughs> do you reckon that this in like... Maybe when the author was writing this in, they were like, oh, what do we need is like a romantic moment. <gasps> I've got it. I used to do this with all my girlfriends. Whenever they would, you know, pluck their finger on a rose, I'd suck the blood out of them. That's the thing that happens in media a lot. But like, has anyone in real life been like, oh, let me suck the blood out of it for you. So romantic. Don't know, but it happens in movies a lot. I don't know about a lot, though. It happens in movies enough. Fair, fair point. The fact that we know it's a trope. With rose thorns more beautiful and more dangerous than anyone else will defeat Utena Tenjo. But how will we harvest the thorns? You saw what happened when I touched it. And then Mikage's like, you see, the rose has a natural parasitic enemy. We'll use the parasite's poison. And then we cut to Jury. 
It's, oh, all, it's all metaphor. I get it because the rose is real, but emotions are <laughs> Meanwhile, not. student council meeting, uh, yep. and we have possibly the greatest line of dialogue in this show. Yep. Where Nanami is interrogating Kiri, uh, uh, Mickey about last episode, and she says, So, you're saying your sister pulled a sword out of you. Now, what this confirms is that the sword is not a metaphor. metaphor. Or not only a metaphor. It is a literal, she pulled a sword physically out of you. Yep. That's yeah. some magic. And when she did it, she was wearing a black rose crest ring. Interesting. I see. Ah. So what they've deduced, the student council has become aware now that mm-hmm. there is, to quote Nanami, a third party aside from the student council after the rose bride. Hmm. But to what end, Liam? Nanami does not believe it, but Mickey insists it's true. And Nanami is like, oh, they caught you, a member of the student council. You were off guard, Mickey. And then Nanami clinks Mickey's stopwatch and says, hey, why do you keep clinking this stopwatch? And we all lean forward to hear his answer, but we don't get it. And he just goes, um, hey, what do you mean? And that's he, just, he just says, is this hearing over? And we're like, God Damn and just answer the question. We all angle our 50s desk lamps into his face. Answer the question, Mickey. He looked at me with those bright blue eyes and I asked him with the only tone of voice I knew how to encapsulate to be intimidating. What do you do with Hi. that? Hi! What's that stopwatch for? You have to tell me. So I didn't... I, I guess this is a euphemism, this next bit. Okay. Because Nanami gets in real close and is like, what did it feel like? Obviously obliquely referring to when the sword is pulled out. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I bet it hurt. And then he like blushes bright red. He's like, never mind. It was nothing. I don't care about my sister. Yep. I was just making milkshakes, you know. And then Anthony slammed a heap of them during the duel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were my milkshakes. I was disappointed. Um, spoiler alert, there's a, a, an arrangement of birds in the duel this week. Mm-hmm. Really disappointed we didn't get a shot of Anthony doing something with those birds. Being all like, come to me, small bird. Setting them free, maybe going down the line, breaking their necks one by one. <laughs> <laughs> and then throwing them no, out of the No, that's not right. Room. Anthony likes animals. Yeah, so she put them out of their misery. Ah. Yes. Jury leaves. I got baggage on today. Um, she looks inside her pendant. Whose face is in there? But Shiori's. Yep, has a flashback recapping the fact that uh, there was three of them in the old dueling club. There was Shiori, an unnamed, very bland-looking boy, uh, and Jury. And... And Shiori thinks she stole the boy from Juri, but Juri was actually in love with Shiori the whole time. Mm. And so there's this whole thing where she's like, oh, if only you knew. If only I was stronger to let go. But then who does she encounter in the quad? Uh, I can't remember. Shiori. (gasps) Shiori's like, I want to talk to you. And And Juri just turns and walks away. And Shiori's like, fuck, no, Follow me, quick, I mean... Wait, let me follow you. And then they're on they're on the top of a tower, so she really followed her a long way. Yeah, like not a small distance to get up that tower. Yeah. And Juri's just looking out over the countryside. Yeah. Ruler of all she surveys. And Juri's like, Look, Oh yeah, me and confession. that boy broke up. But can we still be friends even though I stole him from you? And Juri's like, motherfucker, th- this is a little bit late. Let me tell you, I don't have a lot of drama in my life. That's a piece of drama I have in my life, and uh you don't go back from things like that. Mm. Uh, and Shiro's like, but you'll take, what, can we, you know, can, can we, can we do the things or not? Yeah, befriend. And Juri just <laughs> Juri's goes, like, oh, sweet, simple Shiori. I was never interested in him. And Shiro's like, what? But, but then, then who do you wear in that locket around your neck even now? And Juri just walks the fuck away. She closes the window behind her 
And then a bird flies into it. <laughs> and Shiro's like, fuck, that bird just flew into the window door thing. It <laughs> was a Reddit comment I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. From the uh, that subreddit where they're all watching it one by one. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what exactly the bird symbolised. Was it something simple like Shiori is the bird and Juri is the glass door? It could never be. <laughs> it could never be. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. So it's like the bird is... The bird is her trying to penetrate through the glassy I think, exterior. I think they're both the bird and the glass door oh. is the barrier of emotional history and baggage keeping them apart. Right, but then... The bird is Juri's longing for Shiori, but she can't allow herself to penetrate her icy exterior. Yes, for fear of getting hurt, what? and that even that uh, that only makes her hurt even more as her bird emotions metaphorically crash into her glass door refusal to express her emotions. Yes, so that's the obvious interpretation. Obviously, but what about the less obvious interpretation? The bird is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon there's some, like, English major or, or some arts major just, like, starting in first year, listening to JoJo's being like, man, Liam is full of good, like, crit-lit interpretations to use. Oh, and then it just keeps getting worse and worse. And then over time is like, capitalism is the scourge of our society. <laughs> and the lecturer's like, fuck, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good. So the bird is basically, they're trying to move forward, but they can't because the glass door of jury's exterior is... And also Shiori's guilt. Oh. I don't know if Shiori's guilt's really in the way here. She's trying to be friends, but... She feels pretty bad, though. We all feel bad. I don't. What the fuck is your secret? (laughs) And then Utena's at the bottom of the stairs being like, Hey, you talking to Shiori? She seems nice. And uh, Juri's like, Sweet, stupid Utena. So cruelly innocent Utena. (laughs) Little do you know of the backstory of our past... Little can you possibly interpret the baggage of our past. In other words, mind your own business. Get fucked, you little shit. So then Utena is once again having tea with Akio, and I don't like it. Akio's just there being like... Akio, uh, uh, Anthe's older brother, the space pervert. Hmm. He's in his uh, stellar drone? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> He's in his astro lab. Damn, his astro lab, He's yeah. in his cosmo base. He's in his uh, star... Sky aquarium. His guy aquarium. Sky aquarium. Sky aquarium. He's in his uh, black void lighting arena. His dark light. His dark... What, are they what do you call those? Um... Uh, Christopher Nolan B-movies. The, the dark light rises. It's, no, uh, he's in his black light chamber. And uh, light all the chamber. lights on the ceiling are his bodily fluids from when he makes out with Anthe. Oh, boy. That's right, I went there. I'm not afraid yeah. to say it. He, uh, he used a paintball gun. Yeah. Yeah. Real, real into interior decorating. Yeah, and he's like, oh, this looks really good. Looks like yeah. space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like space. <laughs> you, know, you know what's really weird? No, why don't any of the people bring, bring guns to the sword fights? <laughs> I'm Akio. I'm just thinking, I don't know why this popped in my head. I'm just thinking of like at the end of a weird like pornography at the end, some guy, he does the money shot and then goes, oh, it looks like space. I don't know why that popped in my mind. I don't know why it popped in your mind either. But since you've brought up pornography. Go on. I do just want to point out that there's a weird moment in the song, uh, the song in the duel. Yeah. Which included the lyrics, or was just the lyrics, Step, Step Twins. Ah. Oh. And we both went... <laughs> well, I didn't do that. Oh. But anyway, that was funny to me. Yeah. For reasons that are obviously obvious. For reasons that I do not need to go into. 
but I will. In 2001. <laughs> so Utena is complaining to Akio, like, hey, Juruk's being mean to me. Like, I'm just trying to help her be friends with Shiori. And Akio says, oh, Utena, you're just like Ganymede, the boy of the constellation Aquarius. Innocent and pure. Ah, that's how I would describe <laughs> those stars. <laughs> And Utena's like, I guess she kind of said the same thing, but much less weird. Yeah, she didn't have to be an asshole about it. You, you just seem to be referencing things I can never like understand. You just like space, don't you? And he looks up at the stars and goes, yeah, yeah space. It's pretty cool. I wish I was in space because then I could yeah. see the world from without boundaries and revolutionize it. Let me show you, you the see, world. Archeo was the first man in space and he saw the world without mm. boundaries. And so he wanted to do whatever the boss wanted to do in Metal Gear Solid 3. But they'll never let them know that the monkeys we sent to space came back super intelligent. No, I don't think we'll be telling them that. <laughs> it's the um, prince in the Upside Down Sky Castle. <laughs> so Archeo sent the prince into space. Yep, he became a- super intelligent and also stopped being a monkey. And also despised the war economy. And now Archeo... Big Boss is attempting to create ultimate nuclear deterrence? Really depends when you're talking about. Yeah. In his stellar drone. Oh, okay. In the techno drone from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Jury's in the shower, sulking about miracles again. And she's like, I can't believe in miracles. Mm -hmm. I can't let it happen. And And then the Rose Boys are like, ah, the poison is working. And we can see the orange rose turning black. In the incubation. Soon it will have thorns and we can pluck it. Jury's like, okay, enough of this bullshit. Gonna go throw my locket into a lake. So she pulls off the locket, she chucks it in the lake and goes, the reason I couldn't And we get a lovely forward. shot of the aqueducts in the background. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I think Jury basically says, the reason I'm weak is because I can't move on from... You. Shiori. So I'm going to throw away this picture, which symbolizes my weakness, because I don't believe in miracles. Because she sees her getting with her as a miracle? Don't know. Must be. Well, Juri always talked to her about believing... Shiori always talked to her about believing in miracles Mm. when they were young and in love, question Mm. mark. Mm. But now she doesn't believe in miracles. She's cynical now. old, cynical, and a bird. Even though she lost because of Orishia Glass Dornick. (laughs) Shot of the bird as Shiori returns to her dorm and it's been intruded upon. (gasps) Intruded? Her secret sanctum. And she's like... Jury? Huh. Was who, that you? Who knocked over these jury-themed orange roses and left this wet locket on my desk? And then she picks it up and goes, <gasps> Why? I'm going to invade my friend's privacy and look in her private locket. Cut to Nemoro Memorial, Memorial Hall. Hall. The interview chamber. So this is, like, why do people choose to go here? What's going on here? I feel like what's, there must be... What's the what's the pitch on come to Nemo Memorial Hall? We'll talk about your darkest secrets. It's either a therapy session or it's some Junji Ito or a shit. confessional. Like... Or does it call to them in well, some yeah, way? Yeah, like, like the uh, Enigma of Amagara Fault. Yeah. Yeah. It must be like, oh, I hear it. It needs me. Yeah. I'm going to go there and uh, get rid of my baggage by talking to a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Not talking to a butterfly, talking to a mirror in a room with a butterfly. Ah, which then will turn into a metapod. And will slowly start descending or maybe ascending. Ooh. No one knows. No one. It's literally It's all relative. Yeah, it's all geometry. Up is down. Down is up. Um, Left is definitely left, though. Yeah. I mean, there's no other possible joke we could make here. I don't know what... What you expect. I've hated Jury since we were children. What? She's talented, popular, beautiful with everyone. I was jealous. And I did love that boy. But more than that, I wanted to take him take him away from her. Mm. So that I could have him, even though he was hers. Mm. Deeper, go deeper. Do it. 
She was so kind, but always making a fool of me by being so beautiful. So I wanted to change our relationship and seize power by taking the boy. But now that I know that she was into me, I have power. Oh. This is like that Seinfeld episode. Uh, you're probably not familiar. You're not no. overly familiar with Seinfeld, are you? But there's an episode where George Costanza realizes that someone is going to break up with him. So he decides oh, yes. that he's going to break up with her first yeah. so that he has the upper hand yeah. or yeah. hand as it gets shorthanded to. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jury, realizing that she, sorry, she already realizing that Jury is into her, is, has hand. Has hand in this scenario. Yeah. So she's going to do whatever she wants because she has the upper hand. Here. Yeah. I've beaten her. I have hand. <laughs> Okay. Knowing my friend's secret makes me so happy I can't stand it. Oh, look at her now, alone and miserable, looking at my picture. Oh, Jerry, I pity you. And then she opens up the locket, has a look inside. Then her eyes, like, widen dramatically, and she's just shouting, it's no use, like Silver the Hedgehog. Mm. Uh, And then she throws the locket against the corner of the room. Why do you look at me like that? Why does it have to be this way? Why can't it it be like it used to be? And then Mikage's in the room, like, you have to revolutionise the world, babe. Stabby stab, rosy rose. Yeah. Hey, come into this evil furnace room with me. And she's all like, what is this place? Mm. And then we cut to jury. Jury. And they're in front of a big... I think they're in the fencing room. That makes sense, right? That make, yeah, that's symbolic. <laughs> she says, hi, what do you want now? And uh, Jira's like, ah, got the locket here. That's your weakness. This is yours, you dumb bitch. You saw? If you'd asked, I would have given you a nicer picture. <gasps> jury is physically... Physically, visibly shocked and, and upset. Like, and she's like, fuck. And then Shiori like does the, the, the chin stroke. And it's like, oh, you sweet, simple, beautiful dumbass. I loved the look in your eyes when I hurt you. And then Jury's still kind of cool because she's like, don't push me. I'll, I'm, I'll mess you I'm up. cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'll ruin you. I'm Jury. And, oh, uh, Jury, you were so strong, but now you're so weak. Look, I'm pulling a sword out of your chest with magic. It's it's weak because this one's a lot more uh, obviously painful. Oh, Mickey, Mickey seemed like he was straightening up pretty unwillingly. Oh, yeah, but Jury's is just like... She's fighting it. Yeah, so after the... Uh, she basically... She already puts a hand on uh, Jury's yeah, to, chest. Like, trigger the ritual. And then Jury immediately recoils and is like, no, 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 and just tries to but, not but let it it's happen. A, it's, a, but, it's a perfect copy of the sword she gave to Utena that got broken. Yep. And also the one that she dueled Utena with. Ah. It's really a uh, sort of dark inversion of the Sword of Dio sequence where a sword is willingly given from Anthe, who is full of magical powers. Yeah, and more fucked. <laughs> Uh, so Jury is now in a catatonic state lying on the floor in the fencing room. Yes. Will anyone see if she's okay? Probably not. So Tenna opens her locker and once again there's a come to the duel arena note in there. And I was thinking about these uh, over the past week mm-hmm. uh, as compared to the duel challenges in... Part one. Sure. Season one. Season one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where they were like direct in your face. Come fight me, you little yeah. shit. Hey, hey I'm uh, Nanami. Here's like a throw a rose at your feet. Let's go fight. The honourable way of fighting someone. Walking up to them and saying, Hey, time machine. <laughs> and I think what's different here is two key, two or three key factors. Okay. One, uh, the true enemy is unknown. Yep. And are manipulating other people. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, it's, or it's... Utena never knows who she's dueling until she gets up there right now. Mm. So it's always a shock for her. Yeah, I mean... With our knowledge of dramatic irony, we, we A, have seen who it is, but B, like, would know it's the person that, uh, you know, the one character who's been introduced this episode. Yep. 
So we're probably just going to be like, yep, that's them. That's the duelist. But also, like, I feel like this kind of takes place outside of the um, established parameters of the end of the world game. Mm. So you're thinking that it's a different... Well, with the student council, particularly before Utena showed up, Mm -hmm. it was end of the world dictates there's going to be a duel soon. We both get these instructions in the taskmaster envelope. Yeah. But these duels aren't, these challenges aren't coming from end of the world. They're coming from someone who exists outside the game and is trying to Mm. use it for their own ends. Trying to manipulate in a way such that they are invited to the end of the world game or they take control of the end of the world game. Well, we know they want to kill Anthe and make Rose Groom the new Rose Bride. Mm. And they've got their own little stationery. Yep. So it's the same message all the time. To the engaged, are we waiting in the dueling arena at sunset? Do you think that... If Utena didn't show up? I mean, I wasn't going to ask that. I was going to ask... Continue. Do you think that the new Black Rose person handwrites that each time? Or do they just have a stack of printouts? Well, that's a good question, actually. It's really not. But... I mean, no, but like, if it's if it's uh, the person who is going to duel them writes it, then they really don't know who it is. It's in their blood. Yeah. Use a pen, Kazue. And then they, like, hold it up to their lover and be like, come on, suck it. Suck the blood from my finger that no, I just yeah. cut. Use a pen, Rose Groom. Yeah, let me suck it. <laughs> Okay. Um, shadow puppets, shadow but not play puppets. Yeah. Is shadow girl is very upset that her secret is known to everyone and she will become a social pariah. Oh no, my secret's Just out. like Jury is worried that her secret makes her vulnerable. Mm. So uh, this poor lady is like, oh no, everyone will know I wear woolly underwear. And then, then the devil is there. By the way, the devil's there. And he's like, yes, three pairs at once. And she's like, oh no, me, a fashionable dresser. Cannot possibly be known to wear woolly underwear. Now no one will ever marry. Whatever shall I do? And Utena is there, just like in the foreground at her locker, being like, just take him off. Duel time! (laughs) It's time to duel. Here we go. So, open the door, get the music. The absolute. Destiny. Apocalypse. Nick made fun of me today because I said that I wish that I could magically change my clothes like what happens to Utena when she's walking up the stairs. And I rebutted with, we're, we're never going to be that cool. <laughs> There's no way. I wish I could be that cool. Nick, the desks are once again in the dueling arena and this time they've got little perches for a hundred little of those birds on them. Now, what happens to those birds? Unclear. Do they fly away? Probably. Do they die? Do they just vanish? Do they each... <laughs> Arranged around the arena is 100 glass doors. <laughs> and the birds all fly into them. So each one of them has a taskmaster envelope yeah. in front of them. You will find 100 glass doors in front of you. You must find the one to jump through. <laughs> 99 of them work. Yeah. One of them will not. Fly into the glass door. Fastest time wins. Your time starts now. And then they all look at each other. Wait, any glass door? And then Utena's just there. It's all on the card. It's all on the card. It's all written on the card. Meanwhile, Utena is dealing with her own task because Shiori is up there in a fetching purple dueling outfit. Ooh. I guess it's... I've got to ask. Yeah? Who's doing the tailoring over at Nemoro Memorial Hall? Oh, well, obviously magic. Yeah, or is it is Rose Groom being like, I've also got my own clothes change powers. <laughs> dueling outfit. Because they've all got like a cool double-breasted situation going on with like these golden pauldrons. Like mm. there's a general aesthetic that they're all adhering to. A uniform, if you will, I of suppose, their own. yeah. Because student council had their own kind of school yeah, uniform. It's kind of thing. the white version of what Utena's uh, wearing. Yeah, but in this case it's very, uh, it's standard across everyone. You know? The like, Black Rose people. Yeah, because Utena's is individual. The student council's had a bit of flair to them. 
But these ones are all very similar. Yeah, just different colours. Yes. So she always there and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And Utena's like, but why? So why, why would you? What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> we have this conversation every time, Utena. The Black Rose has made them all nasty. Oh, is this Anthe talking? Oh, it's just me. This oh, okay. is Utena. Every time you get up there and you're like, Shiori, Kozue, Kane, why are you doing this? It's the Black Rose. Get it together. Come on, Utena. You know, the three episodes of this. This is the real me. Not the pathetic loser who cowered in Jury's shadow. And Utena's just there. I don't get it. What? The real me, the one who controls jury, because I have hand. Yes? Yes. Okay. This tracks. Sword of Dios. Comes out of Anthony. Lyrics. All... Oh, yes. Nick was very appeal- attracted to this, fir- this first stanza. Something about mm. infinitely something something. The infinitely opposing relationship in the interval between two mirrors. Oh, yes. I don't see the appeal myself. So good. The ever-growing desires and the fickle, cruel lies. Oh, the bells. That's not part of the lyrics, that's just me. <laughs> that's you pointing Editorializing about the fact that the bells are ringing to so, signify the start of the duel. Yep, the sky bells. So this duel, it like had good action, good song, mm-hmm. like really good energy on this song. But it was over so quickly, like I don't rate Shiori as a duelist. I don't think Shuri's ever done any fighting before. She was, I thought she was in the fencing club with Jury. I thought she was just an onlooker. Oh, I may perhaps so. Maybe. Who knows? So Utena does some stuff and it's like, why are you doing this? Because I'm evil now. Oh, but why? I'm stronger than I thought I was. What? Which means I have hand. Clash, clash, clash. Wow. She's fighting just like Jury is. Oh. Because she pulled Jury's sword out. Twins. Step twins. <laughs> Scheming twins. Absentee twins. twins. Yes. To see what can't be seen, a scheming world surfaces. Um, so... So they basically, like, they clash very briefly, and then she always like, this is the end! And they run at each other, the prince comes down. The birds are gone. The birds birds just, like, all raise their heads to look at the prince, essentially. (laughs) Oh, there he is. Oh, there's the prince. We're birds, we can see him. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) She does her signature forward sword charge, effortlessly cuts the rose from Shiori's breast and wins. There you go. So even though she's using moves just like Jury is, she can't block that move like Jury did. Well, because she's not Jury. No, she's not as good. She never will be. She's yeah. not as tall. She thinks she's stronger. And she yet. hasn't done any modelling. <laughs> Sebastian Dior would laugh at her. Even Cow Bastion Dior would. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, I remember Cal Bastion Dior. Nick, final lyrics of the song. Yeah. The earth is a character, a museum. Mm. The earth is a character, a glass shelf. That's it. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're down with the kids. We understand. So Shiori's like, ah, yeah. and uh, then falls over. Another loss, but the parasite's venom is effective. Says Mikage. Yeah. From his evil furnace. Yep. She, uh, Jury wakes up, finds the locket at her, at her feet, and it's like, ah. What happened? And then the, Chiori is walking through the school with her new friends, like talking about her old boyfriend. Why'd you break up? Oh, should I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Utena and Anthea are watching from the window as she meets Jury. And Jury is like, oh, hello, Chiori. Oh, hello, Jury. And they keep walking and Jury's eyes are sad. She's like, why can't I move past my weakness? Hold locket through chest. Mm-hmm. Jury, I could recommend you a good therapist. Over at Nemuro Memorial. Oh, God damn it. And that's the end. That's the to be continued. We're only doing one episode today because I'm a busy guy. Filled with busy lives. It's a busy, busy world. I'm Richard Scarry reporting for a busy JoJo's world.
What's the name of that show? Busy, with the, busy world. The, the worm, worm who, that drives yeah. in the apple is the busy, busy world yeah. of Richard Scarrow. Yeah, Scarry. Richard Scarry. Scarry is the pl- sorry. Scarrow is the planet the Daleks come from. Ah. Don't get me confused. The busy, busy world of Scarrow. Yeah. I suppose Daleks are kind of like little worms driving apples around. I thought they were more like weird bulges of mass. Same. Nice. Nick, highlights and lowlights for this episode. My highlight would probably have to be jury. Jury doing the... I mean, honestly, my highlight is probably the the worst part of the episode, where at the end she's just like, why can't I move past my weakness? Gentle caress (laughs) of the chest. I'm like, oh... Oh, Jury. Um, Honourable mention to when Jury woke up after having a sword pulled out of her. Well, I'd forgotten that that kind of makes you catatonic and I thought she was just lying on the floor depressed by the window. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, well, you know, I can't I can't get anything right. This yeah. is the worst. I'm jury. <gasps> oh, no one listens to me. Um, my highlight was Nanami interrogating Mickey. <laughs> what is this even used for? Yeah. Stopwatch? I don't get it. So someone pulled a sword out of you. What's up with that? Seems to me like you're making the student council look bad, Mickey. Did it hurt much? I'm in charge of the student council now because my brother's in charge and he's not here. That's democracy. Oh, I get it. Vice president. (laughs) So what's your actual highlight? That. That's your actual highlight? Yeah. Okay. That's good. (laughs) I can't take that away. That's why I said it was my highlight. Oh, that makes sense. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Low light. Um, My low light will probably just be the weird interrogation scene with Shiori. Because I was just like, I was following, I was following, and then I was like, oh. And now she's like, I've always hated her. I'm like, did you always hate her? It's secret baggage, you know? I guess, but like, really? Resentment. I guess, yeah. Tall puppy syndrome. But it's like, oh, okay. Jury's thought... so tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's my low light. Okay, my low light is... Just thought it was weird. There was a lot of reused footage in this episode. I feel like it must have been a budgetary restriction. Like the flashbacks about the old dueling days. Ah, uh, the old dueling days. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick. Yes? What do you think will happen next time on Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, given that we're still in the midst of the Black Rose saga? Yeah. uh, People are still doing they thang. And by they, we mean Akio. Yeah, Akio still being a space pervert, um, possibly making out with his sister. Yeah. And by uh, Black Rose, we mean everyone. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? And by... uh, uh, Wait, hang on. I can thread this needle. By Okay, so I said thang. Uh, by wait, hang on, no, no, it's running through my mind right now, Liam. You know when you have you like, having a stroke. You know when you have like five thoughts and they're all right there in front of you in some kind of thought cloud, and like you're you've got like this. Oh, this is this, like one of then... the interaction menus in Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim, where you hold triangle to review your thoughts, and there's just word over here. It says hamburger, and over here it says time travel, and over here it says. Dimos code. Ah, that's exactly what's happening in my head. Yeah. Except I have Thang, they, Archeo, Black Rose, Kiryu. No step twins. No step twins. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, there's a way to thread this needle. Cowbell. Cowbastion Dior. Nick, um, yes. the episode is entitled, and this may give it away, but I may have to remind you who it is. Okay. Mitsuru's Growing Pains. Is Mitsuru Nagami's. I was about to say cuck, but I don't Did think... Did you say it's... Nagami? 
Nanami's. <laughs> yeah, Nanami's little boy, Mr. Um, Suwabuki. Yeah. Who is all like, oh, I love you, Nanami. I'll, I'll beat do- up these three boys for you. Yeah, I'll do anything you I'll want. I'll help you fight this kangaroo. Oh, by the way, I don't have any self-agency anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Mitsuru's growing pains. So he's going to be sad because he's too young for Miss Nanami. Yes. But is it only going to oh, be because of that? I didn't expect. I did not expect. A thought to pop into your mind. Hmm. With such depth and complexion. No, I I would never expect that of you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow. I did not expect um, Nanami to have a sword drawn out of her next episode. Well, it might be twin daggers. Regardless. Or twin sabers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it probably will be. But uh, I I would have thought, if anything, that she would be pulling... She still may. She still may pull one out of Kiryu. Who knows? This show is a minefield of emotions. Maybe you can only get one sword out of someone and they'll manipulate Nanami to pull the first sword out of Kiryu and then Suwabuki to pull the second sword out of Nanami so that she's got Nanami's trademark twin daggers. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to work. But Why not? What well, do you know about pulling swords out of people? Well, Kiryu's sword is going to be Kiryu's sword, right? I guess. And then Nanami's sword is probably going to be her two twin dagger things. A dagger from her heart. Is this a dagger I see before me? No, it's or are two. You just pleased I'm going to gonna use oh. them to fight the Rose Bride. I sleep with a dagger in my bed. What do you sleep with? I sleep in a big bed with the Rose Bride. Oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty good as well. <laughs> but I have two daggers. I sleep in a... Uh, I sleep in a planetarium. <laughs> I sleep With my sister. <laughs> what do you do? I sleep in a dorm room with the Rose Bride and a monkey. Oh. I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> Your wine might be fucking and, uh, up, so that's... <laughs> um, and the only other thing I've got on this riff, uh, which I don't have a way to organically work in... Here we go. ...is Sionji's new single, Can I Borrow a Feeling? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I reckon... It's called Dignity, Kiryu. Dignity. Uh, so I reckon maybe, maybe... That's an exchange journal. <laughs> what if, instead of it being about he's too young, it's about something that isn't to do with age, but something very similar to age? Puberty. Yeah, <laughs> either puberty or maturity, quote unquote. What are the odds, Nick? Um, I'm going to say 20% that this will happen. That's not an odd, but go on. Okay, 20 over... 80. Yep. Yep. Or 20%. Close. Fair. It's the same, same chance being expressed in a different way. No, because odds is a way of expressing probability. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what do you think the percentage chance that this is going to happen is? Okay. Uh, that over the course of this episode, uh, as a result of Black Rose magic, mm-hmm. Suwabuki ages up into a... Um, Ooh, into a man. Yeah. And Ooh. then secondary question. Yep. If that happens, what are the odds it sticks? Uh, I reckon 0% and 0%. Okay. <laughs> I think he's just going to be angry slash disappointed and then just kind of do his duel. He'll duel Utena? Yes. Mm-hmm. God, wouldn't it be interesting if he dueled Nanami? He does. He does the whole. <sighs> he does the whole absolute destiny apocalypse walk up the stairs thing, and waiting for him to duel with black roses over their hearts is those three identical boys. Yikes! <laughs> and they're all standing there going, "We will protect her." Yes, that's why we pulled these swords out of her. <laughs> what if? What if it's a duel against Nanami, and he pulls the swords out of those three guys, <laughs> and she turns into a cow? And runs him over. Mm. But Kiryu comes in. And knocks boxes. out that cow. And we're all like, but I thought you were catatonic. And he's like, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's not. Uh, so no. Tsubuki's going to be sad because Nanami doesn't love him. Yep. And then they're going to be like, come to Nemoro Memorial Hall. And he'll be like, I just wish that I was bigger and stronger for her. I can prove it by defeating the person that she couldn't brute defeat. Utena. Yeah. Kill the Rose Bride. Well, your only choice is to revolutionize the world. Oh, okay. Bonk. And then blamo. We're in. Hello, Miss Nanami. I understand now. I'm bigger and stronger. Ugh, swords are coming out of me. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. And How then many? Absolute Destiny Apocalypse walk up the stairs. Suwabuki, why are you here? This because is the real me. I'm literally made of man. I'm bigger and stronger now. No, you're not. Oh, wow. There's an awful lot of like yo-yos or some shit on these desks. Ooh, actually, what's going to be on the desk? Great question. I Yo-yos. What if it's just... A symbol. It's a symbol of his youth or of... Uh, or it's, but it's an abstract symbol. It's, <gasps> it's a egg. donut. Oh. A but I feel like the egg is already monopolized yeah. in the um, symbolism department in this show. I'm saying donut. I'm saying a little um, sapling plant in a pot. Ooh. Youth, but potential to grow. Yeah, okay. All right. Or like an acorn or something like that. All right, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. All righty. What did you say? I said a donut. Why? Well, because it's like if, if like, he a buys... A big Wally pot. <laughs> Or, like, he buys her donuts and is all like, please, enjoy these donuts. Now, when you say donuts, do you mean donuts or do you mean, um, like, in Pokemon when they call the rice balls, these donuts are great. No, 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 I mean, oh, it could be any kind of food, really. (laughs) Some kind of food where it's, like, offered to her as being, like, a sign of my affection. Oh, yeah. And then she's all like, I don't want this bullshit food. Give me money and drugs. But she always takes the bullshit food. Well, Apart yeah. from when she was turning into a cow. Yeah, but then it's like, I have to stay trim. This is going to do nothing for my figure, you yeah. dolt. Look, I'm, I'm trying to fit into my yellow dueling cat suit all the time now. I've got to watch my weight. Don't you understand me? And he'll be all like, I do understand you. You don't understand yourself. And she'll be all like, you could never understand yourself. And he'll be like, oh, I'm going to pull a sword out of you. Shing. Yeah, I reckon that's what's going to... Yeah. I reckon it be Donut. Uh, and then in that end of episode sort of re-establishment of the status quo thing mm-hmm. uh it'll be like nanami will be like so a bookie lunch now but he's not there <gasps> he's moved on yeah. he's self-actualized mm-hmm. he's grown yeah and then physically he'll be like an inch tall yeah because it'll have been like a few days yeah yeah there'll be like a recurring bit like one of those like life goes on montage things mm. in the episode where he keeps getting measured against the door like you do ah. with kids and he's not getting any taller and then in the episode, he'll be like an inch taller. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be damn yeah, good. None of this is going to happen. No. <laughs> Other than the things that are definitely going to happen. But what if it does? <laughs> oh. uh, and Utena will still not learn anything else about the Black Rose people. <sighs> but Nanami and Jury. So Nanami will again deny to Jury that a sword was pulled out of her. Yeah. Then after this episode, she will no longer be able to deny it. Ooh. And she's like, I need to get a Black Rose. So that I can pull a sword out of my brother. And then that might fix him. Yeah. And then her thing will be, I love my brother, but I wish he was stronger. Yeah, who can I drown to make my brother stronger? And then they're like, well, you have no choice but to drown Kiryu. (laughs) (laughs) Nanami, I saved you by knocking the black rose off your chest. Now you're not under their control anymore. Oh, I wasn't. I just wanted to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Nanami. I'm insane. That'd be so good. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. That's a pretty good prediction. Yep. Yeah, I think some of that might happen. Um, we still don't know when Stone Ocean is airing, but I imagine when it does, we will probably get on it pretty promptly, uh, depending on what show we're doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may like round up the last 
episodes of an arc or finish of that show, depending on where we are. Uh, it's meant to premiere sometime this year, but I'm assuming that would either be like July or October. We just don't have enough info at the moment. Literally no one knows. Not it's even David. The David? The one and only. Anyway. The man in charge. Yeah. Cool. Um, also, shout out to 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for every time you finish a character's scene in it, it says a particular phrase, and that phrase is to be continued. Yeah.